Hey, what's going, everybody? Welcome back to the Krusty Cast. I'm Lewis, your host. Joined today with a pretty special guest, Ben Barris. Um, was a former angler for Adrian, fished there for four years. Ben, how you doing? Doing all right. Uh, kind of flattered I'm a special guest on this podcast. You should be flattered. Very special. <laughs> so, Ben, uh, you fished for Adrian for four years. What else have you done over at Adrian? Well, I graduated with a uh, BAD, uh, focused in marketing. Got out of there in four years, so that was kind of the highlight of my career there, I'd say, uh, aside from the bass fishing. So bass fishing, but once you want to stay there for an extra, as long as you can, when you could fish for, fish for school? Yeah, you know, I really would have loved to, but, uh, you know, money kind of gets involved looking at the price <laughs> tag of that extra year. It's like, well, I can fish on my own, or I can stay here and have fun with all the guys for another year and be even more broke. Adrian's not cheap, not cheap at all. No, Adrian is far from cheap. Um, they do help you out. Like their initial price tag they hit you with is kind of daunting to look at, but uh, you know after they'll, they'll they'll they work with you a lot. Like my price tag ended up being a lot lower, along with most of the other guys on the team. So I remember Ben, the first time I met you and along with the other um, Adrian guys was when Toledo University of Toledo that is was trying to get into the bass game. We still. Are working there, slow but sure. We're just a club for now, and hoping to become an Adrian one day. That's very far away, but <laughs> uh, we all went down there for a fishing show. Um, to, you know, to represent Toledo, and you guys were there too. And you, uh, you knew Malachi pretty well, and uh, Kyle, and everything. So you, I got introduced to all you guys like right away. Um, and that was the first time I ever met a bunch of you Adrian guys. I know where I used to saw you, see you guys with your booths at almost every fishing show there was. It was actually cool to finally meet you guys and see that we're pretty pretty normal, actually. Well, pretty goofy, but pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, all us fishermen, we're all one and the same. It's kind of cool going to these different shows and meeting all these uh, different college teams and realizing, like, oh, wow, like, we're all really the same. We all share the same interests. You know, you might not have met people in high school that are quite like these types of people, but once you kind of get into that scene, you really make some great friends. Yeah, I know. It was weird in my high school because I, I was like an outdoorsman, you know, hunting, fishing since I was like, as much as I can remember. And my like sophomore to junior year of high school, I guess fishing was the thing to do. So then all of a sudden, like it was like a snap. Everybody just wanted to go fishing for some Dude, reason. Dude, I know. That's that was at my high school, right? As I graduated, like I ended up quitting baseball at my high school, and that's like a cardinal sin if you go to Blissfield. You don't quit baseball. Were you just bad or <laughs> No, I mean I wasn't bad. I was playing varsity freshman year, but uh, I think uh junior year I ended up quitting and the coach just didn't believe me. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, we'll see you next week. Like, just take the week off, go fish. And I was like, no, coach, listen. And if you know anything about Blissfield baseball, it's our coach is, I mean, he's King Tut. He's rules with an iron fist. And he was just coming back to me, coming back to me. And one thing led to another. A few kids saw that, and they ended up picking up fishing as well. And I graduate. Next thing you know, the whole high school is fishing, and they got a high school team. <laughs> and, I mean, it's great. It's awesome to see. It's just Four years late, you know, should have happened when I was there. Yeah, it's like my uh, Anthony Wayne too. We um, as soon as I like my junior year, we uh, came up with a fishing club. I think it was a uh, two guys that go to your school, Elliot and Jacob. Yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. They oh, both, yeah. They both yeah. started that over <laughs> at Anthony Wayne. I just um, met those two kids actually. <laughs> yeah, they, I go walleye fishing with Elliot. Well, I, this year I kind of went with him once or twice, but uh, a couple years back we used to go with a whole like fishing group from Anthony Wayne. Yeah, he's a goofball. But again, they all started that club my senior year, and I was just like, well. I'm already involved in so much else. I'm right. not can't really join anything else. Right. But it's cool though to see well, to see the kind of transition how fishing for me at least oh, growing yeah. up nobody wanting to go and then all of a sudden I have endless amount of people that want to go. Yep, that's how it is. So Ben, going back to your college days, was it all fishing for you or was it <laughs> a, 
mixture of class, mixture of fun, mixture of what? What was it a mixture of? Well, I mean, it kind of. You did graduate in four years, so it had to be I did. some class. You know, it's uh, you know, when it came down to it, I was all about business per se. <laughs> you know, I just more or less just wanted to get things done, get the heck out. But uh, that mixture you're talking about really changed from freshman year to senior year. Freshman year, I lived on campus. Um, we had the Bass House. Uh, there's just a ton of crazy you know I cut the grass at the there. Bass House. You did not cut the grass. I did. Me, Malachi, and uh, me, Malachi, and uh, Van Brandt, Tyler. <laughs> no way. Yeah. When, when was that? <laughs> we went. Uh, we went golfing, or just the driving range once, because Malachi. I think it was his like his girlfriend's parents or whatever was taking them golfing or something or a company outing or whatever. So he wanted to go to the driving range. I can edit that out. He wanted to go to the driving range, so we all went to the driving range together, met up there, um, ended up going back to the bass house, and he's like, hey, you guys want to help me cut the grass? And I was like, I mean, like, I'm here, so I oh, might as well. <laughs> this, see, this is, a different, this is a different bass house. Oh, this not is, the one right on campus? No, this was, well, it was right on campus. This oh, wait, a, wait, you met me there the day uh, you were there in your Jeep before you went up north. This bass house was, I did meet you there. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. That's right. But this bass house, um, it only existed one year uh, for good reason. It was uh, through the campus, actually. It was uh, it was a group of four campus, sophomores. Could, oh, man. yeah, I could man. see. How that I mean, this was one, like yeah. so. These were guys a year older than me. This was before Van Brandt, before Malachi, before everyone. <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was like Animal House. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was it was a good time. We all stayed healthy, and we all you know passed classes, and we all got to fish. But man, we only pass classes by the skin of our teeth. But hey, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. That's that's how that was. You know, part of my first year at college of college experience. You know, and, I feel like everybody has that year. Yeah, you know, everybody. You know, if you live there, especially, you're pretty prone to having a year like that. But I tell you what, that was the most fun I ever had at college. I mean, made some of the best friends that I. You know, today we're still best friends. I text them and call them all the time. But uh, you know, after that, I was like, oh wow, you know, if I wanna if I wanna get out of here, I really got to put put my nose down here and get some get some credits quick and it's like you had things kind of changed it's like yeah. you had the angel and devil on your shoulder saying i yeah, gotta get out of here but like exactly dude, i don't want to get out of here i had a bass and i had a school book on one shoulder that's <laughs> <laughs> just terrible so you said you were a marketing major at uh at over at adrian yep um, did you do any anything else besides bass or our actual schoolwork i just just strictly bass i pretty much bass fish you know that was just like any other uh varsity sport you know, the schoolwork was there. It had to be done first, which, I mean, is unfortunate, but. So um, how were they with letting you guys out of, like, class and everything? So <laughs> I know with, well, I know in, I had a, a lot of football players in my, you know, intro business classes. Yeah. And they, you know, were just gone for a straight-up week at a time or whatever and so, still passed the class. <laughs> Adrian, like, this is just the honest-to-God's truth. This is This is my perspective on things. Adrian runs off of, like, what I would call a good old boy way type of doing things if that makes sense basically explain it for me basically if the professors know you and like you they're not going to give you any heat if they don't really like you they're you know they're not going to care about you they're going to give you some problems they're going to give you issues they're going to make your life hard luckily i was a good old boy there with the professors they all liked me surprise they all knew me i just kept it really down low being on the bass team Uh, you know a lot of the guys that kind of flaunted it didn't do so hot with the professors so you know, I recognized that and just kept to myself about it, would let them know way ahead of time, got my work done for it ahead of time, and I had no issues. 
So what's like the biggest sport over at Adrian? Because I don't never hear about. The, oh, I did oh, hear about the Adrian. Do it all day. Is it? I don't know. Probably uh, hockey. Dude, because I um I they tr- don't mess around with the hockey at Toledo. I tried out for the team last year. Um, and everybody was talking about Adrian and everything about how they were too yeah. scared to play Adrian. <laughs> I guess you got some real like a uh, real just a good old yeah. ho- a good old they, hockey team. Uh, over they at have a really good hockey program. Apparently, you know, I don't know too much about it. I'm not a big hockey guy. I, just, I ended up making friends with a few of the hockey kids, and there's like three or four teams for guys, three or four teams for girls, and I had no idea which one was the best. They had like black, gold. A, B, C, varsity, whatever they had. And they had a club team, too, that apparently were a bunch of savages that just kicked ass. But other than that, you know, I guess they had a good program. Don't know much about it. Because that's the two things I always hear is Adrian Bass and Adrian Hockey. Yeah, they've got a, you know, they've got a bunch of other sports teams. They yeah, my buddy's dad, played, and... uh, my buddy's dad played football at Adrian. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was funny to hear that, too. I was like, oh, really? I know yeah. Adrian. He's right, right up the road. Right. Um, so going, you know, on from college a little bit after college, I know you moved over to Minnesota. Yeah, well, actually, right after college, it's kind of funny. You know, I got my big fancy college degree, according to some of my buddies. Yeah, and I landed a job in a carpenters union. I was building scaffolding. Is that is that what you'd always do when you're on scaffolding? <laughs> that was all you would do was build the scaffolding. Yeah, yeah that's all we did was build scaffolding. I yeah, you were like, I was a cons- I was a professional erector. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, we uh, we de-erected too, though. But, hey, if you erect, you got to de-erect. Oh, at some point in time, or else you got to call a doctor. <laughs> but uh, no, I did that for like five months or so, six months maybe. Um, I got into the union. I'm sorry, I got to bring this up, but I got into the union through uh, one of my fishing buddies, and things kind of took off. I got put on a traveling crew. Uh, I, my foreman Kurt. <laughs> I swear, I still every boss I ever have, I can somehow compare to Kurt. Like that dude, he was one of my favorite guys to ever work for and with. I just, I mean, I remember DZ the Snapchats of Kurt. Yeah, I worked with Kurt and DZ. <laughs> they were probably honestly the best two guys I've ever had to do manual labor with. I mean, they just kicked butt on everything they dude, did. The people that you do manual labor with, you get oh, along with. I feel like so much more. Yeah. Or, Yes. You absolutely cannot yep. stand. And that's how I mean. I saw both worlds there, and luckily I got on the traveling crew with those two guys, and it was just, I mean, it was just a great relationship we had. I mean, they gravy, just, you would say. Huh? I tell you what, you'll never meet people like you're going to meet in the construction world. I don't dude, care where you any go. Any manual labor job, you'll never meet people like dude, that. These people, in the, I mean, just absolutely mind blowing the things they say and the chirp they give you. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. Should lace up the skates one day and go go play drop and see the chirps too. <laughs> oh yeah, they, uh, hockey players chirp too. That's that's a fact. But anyways, I got that job to kind of hold me over till I found a job, kind of uh, using my degree. And then, uh, yeah, the Minnesota thing. I I ended up seeing uh, a posting on Instagram actually about a job with Rapla or distribution center, and I was like, oh, what the hell, you Speaking know? Speaking of Rapla, okay, is it Rapala? Rapala? It's Rapala. It's Rapala, it's Rapala with a hard A. With a hard A, if that's what you want to call it. It's a hard A. Well, because you got the Rapala, it's a little softer A. Yeah, the that's, that's just not right. I mean, you throw an X rap, you throw a jigging rap, you throw a ripping rap. You don't throw a no, I throw a an rip rap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, okay, it's, it's Rapala. If you're, it, it really don't matter how you're saying it as long as you're buying the lures. But, <laughs> I mean, I, hey, hey, I agree. I agree. But, but uh, so I saw their, they had a. a it was like a job posting on Instagram, and I was like, oh, what the heck, you know, like, why not? Got online, found out who I needed to send my email to, sent the email out, like, 10 o'clock that night when I saw it. Um, 
texted our coach on a bass team because he knows people over there, I guess. And, uh, you know, they were one of our sponsors. And I was fortunate enough to, uh, I don't know, somehow Dan Quinn, he's a pro staff manager, I guess, over there and does a couple other things. He caught wind and I got a phone call like a week later and set up an interview. And one thing led to another. And basically they said I got the job on a second phone call. So I had... Two weeks, I told him I could be ready in two weeks. Two weeks went over there. Didn't have a place to live. Uh, ended up staying with my ex's girlfriend and her, or no, my ex's sister. Your ex's girlfriend. Yeah, uh, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah, you were, were really, wild you were really to... a bad boyfriend, weren't you? <laughs> uh, stayed at her uh, sister's place for about a week till I found somewhere. And uh, yeah, I was in Rapala's Distribution Center in Egan, and it was a... Uh, Entry-level job, you know, I thought I could maybe be a foot in a door, but after a while, you know, you kind of realize, like, how uh, different corporate structures are set up, I guess you could say, and how different, uh, I don't know, the other side of things are set up, you know, and you can realize... The real world. Yeah, basically. The real world, like, you know, you're not a foot in the door, maybe just getting your foot smashed. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and, you know, my foot, I could see my foot was going to get smashed, and if it was to get smashed, it was going to stay smashed for a while, so... Hey, but you were living life up there, ice fishing every day, basically. Uh, yeah, it sure seemed like, you know, my job started at, I think, 5 a.m. So I'd, I'd wake up at like 4 in the morning, which was, I didn't mind it one bit, honestly. I loved that. I'd wake See, up at 4. Over at Menards, I love the opening shifts. Yeah. Like, I open shift, I wake up at 3.30, because I, I like to chill out for a right? little bit. Have Heck my coffee, yeah. maybe some breakfast, kind of sometimes I forget about it. And then you go to work, you're off at 2, and then you have the whole day, especially before a day yep. off. You beat the traffic, yeah. the rush hour in everything. the morning and in the evening. Well, work in the distribution center. I know you don't have to deal with customers, Yeah, oh, but over at, over at Maynard's over here, <laughs> uh, you got to deal with all the customers and everything, yeah. but if you go open, you're there two and a half hours before the store opens, so you don't got to deal with anybody and get your you work go, that's done. That's a good chunk of time. Oh, it's the best. But anyway. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, had, I worked... Uh, what was it? Four ten-hour days. So I had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Ooh, that's that is nice. That so yeah, nice. I had you know total free range. When I got there, the cool thing was, ah man, I think I got there November, mid-November. I got there, and the first thing I did once I finally found a place to live was I just started scouting lakes. And I remember there, all the Snapchats you would send us of just like yeah lakes and for <laughs> the longest a lot of time, lakes there you know for the longest time malachi kyle kenny and i we didn't even know if you like moved there like if you were just on vacation and then like a month later you were still there so we're like oh yeah no yeah. i moved there move i there? mean it was basically just for winter but you can call it a vacation i suppose but uh i get there mid november you know most of their lakes are already locked up and i'm like dang this is perfect and i get out there and no one's hitting these lakes you know i'm going out on two to three inches of clear ice being safe about it and people are driving up to the ramp calling me crazy, just like telling me I shouldn't be going out there. It's not safe. And I'd go out there and I'd have all these whole entire lakes, whole weed beds, whole schools of fish all to myself. And I come to find out people in Minnesota don't go out until you can pretty much drive your ATV out. Yeah, so is that different up north, like that far? Because down here in Ohio, and that far down, it's not that far down, but. Yeah. It's far um, enough, though. It gets colder up there, yeah. Yeah. But, like, we go out. I mean, I'm safe. I'm comfortable on two inches of ice out yeah. here. Yeah, no, up there, they, they there's multiple people that told me they don't go out until they can drive their quads. So it's like, what, it's like six inches? Yeah, six inches. Well, I didn't see pressure on probably three-quarters of my early ice lakes until there was seven, eight inches. 
I mean, that's that's for an Ohio one, though. That's beautiful. Oh, you're I, Michigan. For, I'm a southeastern Michigan guy. Yeah, you you're know, a Michigander. It's, it's the same way. Like people are drooling over three inches of ice. You know, like, if, it, if we waited until seven inches, six, seven inches, we would never go ice fishing. As, yeah, last year around here, I don't, I, I don't, don't think, think I don't think I me. I think Wampler's hat was pushing. Might have been sniffing seven or eight, but I wonder. Me and Malachi it. and Kenny wanted to go, but we could never find a time when there was solid ice. Yeah, that sucked, man. I think December. I remember one time I we <laughs> we messaged in the chat, "Hey, is Devils on ice?" And you messaged yeah, from started, Minnesota. Yeah, I did. You go, yeah, bro. It's got like eight inches. Yeah, it was like, open water that what? day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, then, um, <laughs> I forget who it was. I think it was Tyler. Was like driving past her. He's like. Don't listen to Ben. He's an idiot. It's open water. He's in Minnesota. <laughs> I go, yeah. Yeah, I, was, uh, Dude, I don't know who uh, I was I'm going to be honest. To. Me and Kenny were all ready to like go up to Devils, <laughs> no too. No way. So if like, Tyler oh, wouldn't man. have said anything, we would have been on our way to Devils. Oh, I kind of would have felt bad. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. You would have laughed so hard. Yeah, I'd have been laughing sitting on two-foot ice. Oh, that would have been hilarious. If but, we would have went down there. Yeah, it's different up there, man. Like, I plan, I'm going to be moving back here eventually, but. Where I'm moving to, I was up there fishing for New Year's. I was up there December 30th, 31st, 1st, 2nd, whatever. And the first day up there, I'm riding on my buddy's snowmobile. I'm reaching on a sled. I got the auger. He's got his graph, whatever. He's like doing a little, like a little swirl wherever he wants me to cut a hole. And I would just stay seated on the snowmobile, just lean over, swing my foot over, and just cut a hole just like that. And I'm you know, cutting like I normally would, but it just keeps going and going and going. And I'm like, what the heck? My auger is going to bottom out here. And right before like it does, it pops through. And I was like, dude, it's not even January. And there's over three foot of ice right now. Like I was just mind blown how much ice they get up there. Thanks. I would. Yeah. I'd be mind blown too. Like yeah. Lake Erie, I think what's, what's the max you think for Lake Erie? 12 inches, foot and a half. Uh, they're, what year was it? Like 2014? That was a cold winter. 2014 yeah, 2014, was a cold 2015, winter. I think it would have was. There's, you could drive a truck out there. Because that was my freshman year of high school. We had the, you know, we had so many days off, we had blizzard bags to bring home for all right? the schoolwork we missed. Yeah, yeah, that was a cold winter. Yeah, but normally, no. Like, I think a couple of years ago, I walked out and, I don't know, on like six, seven inches, maybe. But it normally don't freeze worth a dang. Yeah, usually... Well, I mean, yeah, so you go up to Minnesota, where it's, like, that much farther up north, and, I mean, and, and honestly, it's only maybe two hours straight north, two to three hours straight north. Yeah, see, where I was at, though, is probably, like, so you know where Houghton Lake is at in Michigan? No. Uh, no. Uh, about dead center of the mitten. <laughs> the mitten. I never, yeah. I never actually heard a Michigan person say the mitten until now. Right. But anyway, wow. anyway, no, I don't. You no, Ohio don't. folk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like... If you were to take a straight line from the dead center of Michigan okay. straight over, that's about where I was based out of. And I would drive south three hours, four hours max, and I would drive north about six, seven hours So, like, hours from, max. Mi- or from Minnesota, you drew a straight line, and you'd be, like, in the center of Michigan? About. Dang, it's that only that? So that's only, what, three, four-hour car like ride north? That's, south-central part of the state. But that's, what, three, four-hour car ride from here, you think? Uh... Maybe a bit more than that. Maybe yeah. a bit more. So yeah. I know it was. I know it was nine probably, hours. Probably pushing four. Probably yeah, four and a half. I know it was nine hours, hours yeah. to Lake Superior State University. Yeah, that was nine hours, and that was at the tip. That's that was quick, right. That's a quick trip there too. Yeah, I that's, mean that was right on the wait edge to of, Lake State. Yeah, it took you nine hours. I think so. I was. I mean, it was my senior high school, so I or my junior high oh, school, so okay, I kind of yeah. forget. 
Yeah, yeah, that's Sault Ste. Marie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have the dude. That's a cool campus. It is. I toured there. Yeah, actually, they got. So uh, I toured there too. Did you go into their? Did you do? Yeah, I wanted the game cleaning room. I wanted the high, uh, the ice yeah. cream and everything. Did you go to their? Uh, oh shoot, to the uh, old power plant. No, dude, no. that's their fish hatchery there. Is it really? No, we didn't, I didn't like, know they had a fish hatchery. Oh my gosh, it's it's sick, dude. They got these huge tubs with all these little salmon fingerlings or fry or whatever they call them, and then they had. Uh, like a little kid pool, but they had two sturgeon in the kid pool that were like, I don't know, they said they were like 18 or 20 years old. You caught a sturgeon. I did. Did you catch that in Michigan? Or no. Minnesota? Yeah, it was Minnesota. Gotcha. Yeah, funny story about that. Anyways, these sturgeon, they were, they, you know, they were only like five foot long. <laughs> only, only five foot long. I don't know, yeah, they were 18 my biggest, years old. My biggest pike is 26 inches. Oh, let's, oh let's really? Caught it in Minnesota, though. Uh, no, dude, Walleye jigging and caught a huge There's huge so pike. many darn pike over there. It just drives me up a wall. But anyways, sturgeon story. So I was living probably 20 minutes from like the best sturgeon fishing in the area. Potentially the best sturgeon fishing, you know, in the whole state. That, okay. As far as my knowledge. It uh, is the Wisconsin River. And I would I had due east from my house, get there to Wisconsin in 20 minutes, I would drive down this big, huge hill, and I would just drive right out onto the river and just park on the ice. And then I would walk out, and I would just start fishing. Like, I'd look at the map, and I'd be like, well, this looks like it could hold a fish. I'd start there. I, I knew nothing about sturgeon fishing aside what bait to use. What bait was it? So <laughs> I took a, a chain Haley, which is uh, like a like a really small, dense little spoon with a little chain dropper to a little hook for perch fishing. And basically what I did was I just eliminated the chain, took that right off, put two big heavy-duty split rings on there, and then uh, ended up putting like a 2X treble, like a big old treble hook. And just, I put like four night crawlers on there and start adding minnows till the minnows started falling off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just dropped that to the bottom and I'd let it sit flat on the bottom. I mean, so there was no really science to it. It was Dude, find the right area and I drop guess worms. There's like no science to it aside from getting lucky. Like I mean, is it, is right it like catfishing where you just kind of find it's a good area? It's catfishing, dude. Cause like finding well, catfishing's a, easy. I know, but this is like... The way these fish swim in school, apparently, and, like, how they move just blew my mind. Anyways, first time going out, I walk out to this little area that looked decent to me on a map. It was just, like, a little hump kind of near the main channel or whatever. I sit down in, like, 25, 24 foot of water, cut three holes together. So I'm like, if I catch one, it's got to be big. I'm going to need three holes together to pull oh, this yeah. thing through. Triangle or just line? Triangle. Yeah. Yep, did the old triangle trick. <laughs> And I throw my first thing I did was drop my bait down, just threw it right down the hole. And this is right when I got panoptics too, so I brought that. Of Dude, course. those things <laughs> are. You use it for ice fishing too? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's it's better for ice fishing than on a boat, in my opinion. Really? Or do you think? Yeah. What do you, you think is better, pan or uh, flasher? Uh, well, they're two totally different. Well, tools. I know they're two totally, totally different they tools. They do two but... totally different things for me. Okay, so I, I what's catch, the difference between a flasher? I catch my and... fish with my flasher. I find them with pano. Oh, you just drop it, drop it down the hole, and you just scan. Yep, yep. I don't fish with the, I don't fish with panoptics. Okay, that I'm makes that makes stupid. a lot more. That okay. Yeah. Saying that though, I didn't think about it. That would make ice fishing a lot more yeah. easier. Yeah, I don't. I mean, crappie fishing, you know, it's over a basin. You don't really get that around here too much. But I would probably drill anywhere from a hundred or more holes a day, on average, conservatively. With pano, it's like. I'll cut a hole 
I can scan, you know, 80 foot either way. And then I just go from there. I don't have to grid holes to find fish. You know, I can cut three or four holes and stay on top of fish the whole time just by cutting one or two holes. Okay, anyway, back, yeah, back to sturgeon. Back to sturgeon. <laughs> so I set up. I got my one-man shanty. There's like 12 inches of freaking snow on this ice. Anybody I, on the lake or no? Our there, river? No, I got there at like 11 p.m. There's like, it's it's Friday night. Or no, it's Thursday night after work. I drove straight there after work. Bought bait that night. Get out there, shovel off a little area, drill my triangle holes, threw my bait down, put my panel down. And as soon as I put my panel down on down view, I'm like, huh, it looks like something's swimming down there. Didn't think nothing of it. Flip my shanty up, walk outside, and I'm just like shoveling my shanty in. I've got a uh, I've got a gas powered lantern that throws off a bunch of heat, so I was just you know insulating it or whatever. Come back inside, and I'm trying to fire up my gas lantern, and I've only been there for ten minutes tops. I'm trying to fire up my gas lantern, it's freezing cold out. Out of the corner of my eye, I see my line jump, and what I did. Because my bait's resting flat on the bottom, right? There's no way you're going to get good bite detection. I was using braid, so I just wrapped it around my finger and, like, pulled it tight. And then, like, slid my finger out, and it was just a perfect loop there still. So I could see that loop. When that loop would move or jump or disappear, it's a bite. Out of the corner of my eye, I see that loop just jump and then just slowly pull out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got a fish. So I just stopped what I'm doing, put my lighter down for my lantern. Pick up my rod, open the bale, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not moving. I wonder if you dropped it. Close my bale real slowly, reel up, and I just lift my rod tip, and I was like, oh my gosh, he is on. Did you think it was a sturgeon at that point? Oh, I, there was no doubt in my mind. You were going sturgeon There was fishing, no doubt right? in my mind. Like, what else is going to pick something like that up with? I mean, the hook is like a humongous treble hook. I don't know what size it well, was. So, yeah, you were going after a sturgeon though, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes yep. sense. Okay, yeah. And so I was using a medium heavy, like 36 inch rod that's actually more like a heavy and just went to town on the hooks that man just reeled up slack, hit my rod and just whacked it. Classic bass fisherman right there. Literally like, I mean, it was the best hook set I had all winter, hands down. <laughs> Straight braid right to, oh, besides burbot fishing. But wait, wait, what fishing? Burbot fishing. That's another story. Here, right, that's, right. That stuff is, <laughs> just blows your mind. Anyways, so I jack it, and I'm reeling it up, and I like pull my cell phone out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got a tank. And I, I'm remember like, the, I remember the Snapchat. Dude, I'm like taking Snapchats, reeling this fish in. I, I was like shaking. One of the biggest adrenaline, adrenaline rush of the winter so far. I was like, this is going to be a giant. Pulled up the hole, and its head is like, this big dude like eight inches long i was like oh it's a baby you guys can't see this but he, he used his fingers yeah to, uh... this big that's how big it was <laughs> it was people. that big guys if you can imagine <laughs> his head is only like eight inches long i'm like oh what the hell so i just i could have just boat flipped it but just boat. i could just ice lift it i guess just grab it pull it out shanty flipped it it was like just under 37 inches so 36 that's inch a fish pretty big fish though i know the first sturgeon you know i'll take it but it wasn't like the six foot they do they catch it giants out of this river through the ice like six five footers i mean just giants well then again you get guys that catch 40 inch pike my first the biggest <laughs> pike was 26 inches and i still think that was huge True. but moral of the story is i dumped the fish back let it go cut fishing actually as i was reeling this fish up i'm watching my down view and i'm watching the fish as i'm fighting it up and i can literally see another sturgeon that just dwarfs mine swimming slow right along the bottom i was like what the heck? That's why they're That's big, man. They know. Down they there. know. That's why they're big. So I, I land mine, and as I'm measuring it, I still got my, my panel going straight down. 
And sure as heck, you can see like the shape of these fish, like to their shovel nose, back to their tail, swimming right on the bottom. And I'm like, dude, there's another big one. Anyways, throw the fish back. And I'm like, this spot's loaded. Like, there's so many sturgeon here. I'm oh my staying god! Here till I got a clock in. Stayed there till like four in the morning, didn't get another bite. Every weekend for like three or four weeks in a row, I became nocturnal and just fished out. I'd get out at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, fish all night. Didn't get a bite, didn't get a nibble, didn't mark a single fish the rest of the winter. Really? So you just got Dude, lucky that within night. Within 10 minutes of fishing, catch one, and to go the whole rest of the winter without Not only catch seeing one, one. But to see another one yeah, while you caught two more. One. Two, see, more two more while you while you were really one in, and then... Blew my mind. Like I thought, I was life. like, oh, this is going to be cakewalk, man. I'm going to whack and sturgeon. I'm going to start up with sturgeon guide service. <laughs> sure as heck, I don't see another fish all winter. Blew my mind. That's like uh, when me and my buddies figured out, or started getting into flathead fishing out the mommy. We got to go oh, yeah. above the dam, way, way up above the dam. They're just kind of letting fish go, but you got to go there till like 5 a.m. Heck, my, I, my dad yeah. would stop for work at 3.30. Some <laughs> days I'd meet him in the drive and be like, catch anything? You'd see pictures already, Dad. <laughs> just uh, that defeat. But no, nah, man, I, I know how you feel because that, just that. To get a like a seventy pound right. fish, man, like you you want to sit there and wait. Oh yeah, I, mean, I remember one time when we were flathead fishing, it was coming down with rain, like rain, thunder, lightning, the whole oh, shebang. Heck no! But we were at a boat marina deal, so they had like a little like a um, shelter or whatever, where there's desk or whatever was. So we just left our rods there with a flashlight pointed up at them, so we could see if we had bells. <laughs> and you're like hanging out under the pavilion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, had, we had bells and everything going. I, my mom's like, you should probably come home tonight. And I was like, ah, we're under shelter. We'll be all right. Um, but we had, you know, bells, lights, and everything. And to be honest, it was one of the best nights if I had fishing just because. Seriously. Well, no, we didn't get a fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, we just sat under the shelter. And it was just the environment. You know, yeah, sometimes cool. you have those days fishing where it's just the environment. No, but I caught a caught a long nosed turtle going flat fishing. Flat those fishing. little soft shell sons, the, sons the ones with the real long nose. The yeah, soft, yeah, a little so, leatherback. Yeah. I'm one of the meanest. Dude, okay, dude. okay, okay. You say that they're worse had, than snappers. You dude. know how cute they look though. So I hooked one in the foot. Right? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Their necks better. like that long. Bro, bro, bro. It gets better. I reach down there. I'm like, ah, he looks cute. He won't bite. Go mm-hmm. in, go in, grab its foot, unhook it. Let it go. Not a problem. I, I bring back the picture to my dad. He goes, those things are more aggressive than snapping turtles. I go, they are. I go, really? They're the meanest sons of guns swimming in any lake, dude. I've I've caught them frog, like fishing a frog in a pad field. And you'll just see like pads like all of a sudden like 10 yards away just start like moving. And then all of a sudden they'll look like a freaking. That's a 10 pounder. Like a plane turtle. crashed on top of your frog. And you're like, oh, big one. Set the hook and it's a freaking soft shell, long nose snapping turtle. Can you weigh those in at tournaments? Nah, dude. <sighs> Shoot, I would have won one tournament on one of them things <laughs> once. No, yeah, I showed a picture of my dad. He goes, those things are more aggressive than snapping turtles. Like, ah, I grabbed its foot and unhooked it. He did nothing. <laughs> Gosh, you got the one nice one in existence. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So besides sturgeon fish or anything else, um, anything else in Minnesota that you enjoyed? You know, they the Minnesota DNR really did a good job with their trout fishing. Um, you go trout fishing a lot up there? I went on opener, and then I went a couple other times. And then never again. And then never again. It just wasn't worth it. I mean, the lakes just got pillaged. Those are all put-and-take fisheries, meaning the DNR puts in X amount of fish, and the season's those closed are, um, most of the year. I forget what what's what uh, weed guards those are, but they're um oh they're nice. 
I started using them from Netcraft. Had a brand of them. Sorry, he's playing with a uh, football a jig right football now. Football jig here. But no, uh, Netcraft had um, had a couple that I used to like a lot, and then I found these ones from where I get my skirts, and I love these ones way more. They're a little stiffer, so you got to kind of break them in a little bit. One hot day on the sun will break them in, but uh, I like them way them more right than there. the Netcraft ones. They're gonna be about like that. Oh uh, yeah, well, I like to I like to frame mine out like that too. It gets them a little lighter and it covers more weeds. Oh yeah, but anyways, they're trout fishing. There's one day that uh, it was trout opener. Met up with one of my buddies. We left a day early. This is one of the best fishing trips I had up there in Minnesota. We're at Minnesota. I uh, it's uh, <laughs> well, I've not, I can't tell you the name of the lake, but it's well, I just kind of generally just uh, an area like say I say I'm from central Toledo. part of the state. All right, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's you know Malax. I don't. All right. Like you've heard of Malax Lake, right? Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Big famous fishery. A lot it's, of people, a lot of people call it Malax. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Malax. It's like, uh, shoot, two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours from that okay. north, and then, uh, yeah. So we went a day early, kind of scouted out one lake, looked like a good bluegill lake. Ended up going there crappie fishing, or not crappie fishing, but we found crappies. And I mean, we just had like the school of the century there. Like, it was just absolutely insane. Crappie, right? Yep, no, not crappie. trout. You were at a this trout. This was yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went a day early before a trout opener, though. So, and then after crappie fishing, we got done tearing them up. We caught like I don't know, sixty to seventy crappies, probably. It was just dumb. We drive over to the access to this trout lake. It it had just snowed at least two foot, probably. There's probably three to four foot of snow. How and like okay? How bad was like the snow in Minnesota? It's different. It's different. Bad. Very different. Because um, I know even we sometimes we don't get snow. <laughs> even northern Michigan gets kind of bad. Yeah, northern Michigan like UP snow is like Minnesota snow where Just I was at, not at least even fishing. Fun? Uh no, it's miserable. It's miserable <laughs> unless you got a machine and it's not bad. But uh, so we get to the the access to this lake, and basically, it was just plowed over to the side of the road there's like a four foot drift and you can't even tell it's an access there my buddy's like no i swear this is the access and i was like dude i can't even see a lake like oh, it's, let, me, let me turn to my fish finder i have it marked it's, yeah <laughs> it's like pitch blackout so i pull up satellite finally loads i was like dude there's a lake here but you realize it's like two miles back through these woods he's like oh yeah yeah we got to walk down this trail we'll get through there it'll be good and i was like matt you've got a big old shanty there's like three to four inches of snow. There's nowhere to park the truck. He's like, nah, dude, we're good. We got shovels. Shovel out. Wait, 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 wait. Back, back up, back to, up. Back, I swear back to up. you. He goes, he goes, we don't have like a snowmobile. We don't have a four. We got shovels. I swear. This is like a no motorized lake. Like you can't use a machine to get on it. Anyways. We have shovels. Yeah, we have shovels. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. We'll shovel off a little parking spot for your, for your truck. We'll be set. So, yeah, that took about two hours of shoveling. It was Just terrible. to get to the lake or just to shovel somewhere? Just to shovel a parking spot for his truck. Oh, my God. Dude, bad. Like, we had to go through the, the, the snow drifts made up by the snow plows. Then we had to go even farther back in. So, we get done with that. And I was like, dude, oh, my gosh, we got to go to the bar or something. So, we go to the bar. <laughs> go to the bar, have a beer or whatever, have a burger. And then uh, we wake up the next day, 3.30 in the morning. Doesn't get like. Did you sleep in the truck? No, oh. we got a hotel. 
opener opened at seven and we thought it opened at six. So we get there bright and early. We sit in a truck for a little bit, drink some coffee, get out, get dressed, get everything packed up, ready to tow. And we start taking off. And immediately the very first start of this walk is we got to climb a hill <laughs> right off the rip. And I get to the top Six, of the or hill. Wait, wait, like 5.30 a.m.? Uh, probably about four in the morning. So four in the morning, you drink coffee, already tired from shoveling for three hours for a parking spot. And the first Dude. thing you see is a hill covered Dude. in snow. Yeah. Like How three, badly did you, were you, were you I about was to just like, say, I told Matt, I'm getting back in the truck. Like Matt was like, last time we were here, we caught like three or four trout. It was, it was just sweet. And I look at him and I'm three like, three or four trout for that much I was much like, work? all right, cool. You know, like. I guess I'll, I'm going to do it. He was my buddy. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And we continue on. Get up the hill. We stop like every 30 yards, 40 yards. And when we stop, like we each just fall flat on our face and just like lay there. And we're like, oh, my God. Just cool off in the snow. And about halfway through, I'm like, Matt, all I want to catch is one brook trout. And this whole trip's going to be worth it. You did that for a brook trout? Listen, no. Those are like 11 inches. No, listen. Okay. So we get going, finally get to the lake, go off, cut our holes. We can't fish yet for like another half hour. So I throw my panel down and I'm like, oh my God, Matt, look at all these fish. And dude, there is just like, I thought it was a mega school of trout just swimming around. Like, dude, there is so many trout down there. Oh my God, we're going to whack them. Whack them. Seven o'clock rolls around, throw our lines down instantaneously i catch probably a 14 or 15 inch brook trout biggest one i've ever caught giant i'm holding it i'm like matt this is the one fish we came here for pull my phone out to take a picture jumps out of my hands lands in the hole and swims away i about cried i was like Dude, oh that, my that just god it just sounds like like a classic Ben story. Dude, walked like I've only known over you for a like mile. maybe two years now, a year and a half. That, I, it is a classic. That sounds it, like you. That's just, how it goes. That it's sounds like your me, life. Dude. Like, catch walk a, a mile catch the smallest sturgeon, graft two. And then drop the only trout I came there to catch. But drop back down. Two minutes later, I got another one. We limit out 10 minutes after opener. What's the limit on trout? Five apiece there, I think. What's don't, the lengthwise? Shit, I don't know. We were catching big ones, dude. <laughs> we didn't care. It didn't even matter. Big as 15 inches? Yeah. Gotcha. And then after that, we're like, dude, we got our limit. Like, it's not even light out. The sun hadn't even started to come out. And you're like, I don't want to walk back. So, dude, I mean, we just started throwing dumb baits down. Like, I tied on, I don't know what size, like an 03 ripping wrap and fire tiger. Dumbest bait. You, like, a trout is not going to hit this, right? And they are just like, I'm just sitting there ripping it. How much did they stock this lake? I, well, it didn't get fished the year before oh, okay. because of the snow. There was okay. like 100 foot of snow and no one could get back to it. Gotcha. And we were the first ones to trout fish that lake in two years. That changes the whole story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's why we did what we did. I would have I done that <laughs> so, for that lake. Yeah. Dude, like, I mean, I had to put the ripping wrap down after about two hours because I was just killing too many fish. They were just choking it and dying. And I was like, this is insane. So I just, just everything we threw down there, dude, they would just race up to eat. We ended up catching over 100 brook trout, the majority of them being over 13 You guys inches. didn't see that because it's a podcast, but my face yeah. went from looking at my computer monitor <laughs> and the audio levels. Out. 
<laughs> straight to his eyes as my eyes popped. A hundred yeah, brook trout. Over a hundred. I mean, you know where Kenny's at right now? Kenny Legrand, where he's at? He's up north, and he can't catch one fish. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. I hate hearing that. <laughs> but dude, it was like so dumb. No one came out there the whole day. It was snowing like crazy, and we were sitting there, just just whacking these fish. It literally got to the point. My buddy Matt, I don't know why, I was razzing on him for this, pulls out like a four-ounce tuna spoon, like a straight tungsten spoon you use deep-sea fish and drop right over the boat. tungsten spoons? Dude, like saltwater spoon, like a big... Uh, I could see that for saltwater. Dude, it's like like, small profile, but Like five inches long and weighs like four ounces. Well, dude, like the tungsten weights, like the ones that you gave me, okay, that's the only tungsten I'll buy, though. Like, um, well, because they're super, like, I don't know what the word is, um, uniform. They're very uniform. Yeah. Like, the lead ones, lead has so many imperfections in it. Oh, yeah. But those tungsten ones are so nice, especially for the bullet weights. They are. Only tungsten I'll buy, though. Drop shot weights, I'll just buy a bigger lead one. Yeah. Save the the $5. I don't know. I can see the advantage, like... I'm kind of backwards on the tungsten drop shot weights. Like I use them for practice rather than tournament days. What do you mean practice? Well, oh, I mean like, like practice days. Okay, searching basically. So why is that though? Why do you use them for practice? Uh, tungsten's harder; it transmits vibrations better, so you can, can feel the bottom better. Yeah, I can just feel what the fish are relating to that much better. I can slide through weeds that much better. Come tournament day, I already know where they're at, or at least I should. Yeah, and it's a lot better it's a lot easier on my mind to snap off 10 tungsten drop shot or 10 lead yeah 10 lead drunk t- 10 lead drop shot weights then um, tungsten yeah no so. I, I mean that's my one argument point is tungsten's way harder so you can feel everything it so is. much better like you can even yeah. feel just everything skimming past weeds weeds yeah everything. and then rock you know it yeah tungsten's better for that aspect so i never thought about that using for practice days but going yep. back to the shanty so, yeah, so we're just smacking trout. I mean, like, we only caught, like, I don't know, four or five rainbows, and that's supposed to be, like, a rainbow lake. But these brook trouts, they just they got stocked two years ago. Had a whole, like, two years, basically, to grow. A whole two years just to muck everything in that lake and not have to worry about getting hooked. So, I mean, we were just throwing dumb baits. My buddy ties on his tuna spoon and instantly just starts catching fish on a four-ounce vertical jigging. Saltwater spoon. But what was brook trout? Yeah, brook trout. The Dude, fish. The, the treble hook would have been bigger than its head. Oh yeah, they pretty much were. I mean, they were like they were big brook trout. They were fourteen, fifteen inches. Still a fourteen inch brook trout, and a four inch saltwater spoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that treble hook is a big treble hook. Were dumb. They were. They hadn't been fished. Like you, anything that went through the water. They were trying to eat. Dude, I was flaying these fish up, dude, and I swear they had crawfish in them, bluegills, minnows. Was there like, a lot of bait fish in that lake? Because for them to be really. that, yeah, because for them to be I that aggressive, they just wiped them out, dude. Like, are, so are brook trout like even though they're small, are they like aggressive? Because I've never, so, I, mean, I really never fished brook trout. I, like the ones up here in northern Michigan, like the natural brook trout, they're uh, generally in the in the smaller streams are more bug eaters. Okay, like so by so nature, top water flies. Yeah, top water flies, and you know, probably most of their diet comes, you know, submerged flies, bugs, whatever it is they're eating. They're not as aggressive just because they don't have to chase bait as hard. But you do have, you know, populations of fish up north that are just as aggressive. Just their nature, they can be aggressive. That's kind of how trout are. They're fast so they kind of just fish. diminish the bait fish in that in that lake, and then once something, no, you guys fish in it, yeah, mimic bait I mean, fish. They that were just flashes. They see oh, it from yeah. 
They were just going for it. Yep. It was dumb. It was insane. So end of the day, though, it was worth. Worth every bit. Worth every worth every, every drop of I mean, sweat. I told him. I said, if I catch one brook trout, it's going to be worth it. Probably caught about 50. Well, Ben, that sounds like it was an amazing trip, even though it took you to crawl through all that snow and hassle. But um, anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Your Instagram or whatever? Yeah, you know, my Instagram is Ben underscore Jammin Barris. Spell that out real quick because your last name's kind of weird. <laughs> B-E-N underscore J-A-M-I-N-B-A-R-R-U-S. Follow me if you want to see a bunch of fishing pictures, and uh, that's really about it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into the Crusty Cast. Hope you guys come back next time. Hopefully we'll have Ben on again, and see you guys later.